0: Oh, it's funny. I forget what he said now. That's my oh,
1: um, that's, Fifth uh, Amendment. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my American Fifth Amendment, dang it. <laughs> I don't
1: know. There's two Canadians, so I don't think the U.S. jurisdiction applies here. But all right, fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So hey everybody, welcome to the Morning Just Code Podcast. My name is Tim Mitchell and I'm in Toronto, Ontario. I'm also in Toronto, Ontario with Greg Hio. How's it going? And I'm also joined by Tammy Coran, somewhere south of the Mason Dixon line.
0: Hey guys, how are you?
2: She's really south of the Mason-Dixon line. Way, way, really south. it is south. way further north than well, most Let's put it think. this way. She's in one of the states that I think Donald Trump won yesterday. Ooh, sick burn, <laughs> as Aaron would say.
0: <laughs> are you really going to bring up <laughs> politics with me here? No, no, really? there's no
2: point, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> nope, not going to go there. Not going to do it. Not going to do it.
0: Okay, just but checking. That was my George
2: Bush. My my Dana Carvey doing George Bush
0: right? You need a little work yeah, on yeah, that man.
2: Whatever.
0: <laughs> it's so nice to be your second choice. I told Tim. It's I Tim. He's, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's
1: me and Tammy. This must be like Tim is like you know. Oh, no, you man, know what? This you is going to be it, the well, worst.
0: <laughs> you know you're his favorite. I'm just like oh well if Greg can't make it or we no, need a I'll second something,
2: person
1: I'll call Tammy. T- okay, Tammy? Okay. come on. We're
2: both pretty. We're both both pretty bottom of the list here. Okay. The truth. The truth is. I don't know that we'll be able to talk to Greg for too much longer. Why is that? Because you're going somewhere. You're going away. Oh, I've already said it on... I said it on the Slack. I said it on Facebook. I know. Well, you haven't said it on more than just Code Podcast. We've talked about it. Oh, that's true. Off air. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is the quintessential of... This you is know, giving up information is right the right show? here on this. Is this
1: podcast. the show? This is the show. Okay. It's almost the show. You know the rules here. I don't know anything. He
0: takes that from roundabout. Well, <laughs> oh, we're always recording. Yeah, we're twenty minutes <laughs> no, in, no, and no. I'm like,
1: oh, is this? The, I thought this was like the pre-show uh, small talk or something like that.
2: Yeah. Well, and then, and then you know, it's funny, Tammy and I, Tammy and and uh, Charlie and I had a car, we probably talked about two hours, I think. And I'm thinking, how is Tammy ever going to edit this? And, and she was really sick that day, mm-hmm. and I think she really just literally went okay. Show's over, done, and published
0: it. <laughs> and exactly me off in I did. Here, cue the music.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I am, yes, I am going to be taking a new job and moving, but I can, you know, I might still be able to come on once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We're we're kind of counting on it, you know. Really? Yeah, but, well, it'll, it'll be, of course, you're, you're, you have a, your page is on our website page and stuff, right? True enough. Tammy's face is on our webpage. Is now, it? Too. I have
0: not seen. Oh, it because webpage. I begged. I'm like, Tim, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works, Tammy. You know.
0: <laughs> I kid. Yeah. I kid.
2: Yeah. All right. So, uh, Greg, put, you punch put a bunch of stuff up here on the pod. All right. Well, have we talked about your Have you spilled your beans yet? I'm sorry. Did you spill your beans? You just sort of said you're moving down south. That's all you said. Oh, I'm taking
1: the job at Facebook. So I've, Facebook. I've written book on my face, and I'm already go- I have a blue hoodie. And cool. uh, lots of great t-shirts, so I think I'm all set. So you're going to reinvent the hamburger menu? Is that what you're going to do? Oh, come on. We're past the, ha- we're past the hot dogs. We're past the hamburgers. We're on to, um, I don't know, steak or burritos
2: <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> the burrito menu. Yeah, the burrito menu. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll be hopefully moving down there next month. Beginning of April, and we'll see. There's still some paperwork to do. Well, I've done all the paperwork that I can do, but there's uh-huh. some work visa things and whatnot because I am Canadian. Yeah, do you of have course. to get like
2: an immigration lawyer and all that kind of stuff too? Or they
1: handle all of that stuff for you
2: because oh, that's nice. uh, they're
1: a, I, I hear they're a relatively big company, and so they handle that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I've provided <laughs> all of the forms who? that uh, I need to, and it's all in their hands now. So if all goes well, I'll be there end of the month or so interesting do you have any
2: idea you have no idea what your assignment's going to be and that kind of stuff right
1: uh from what i hear they kind of hire just generally they just find people who are they think will you know smart people who will do well or whatever
2: yeah and then
1: you they have like a six or seven week kind of boot camp where you learn about stuff Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you kind of go into a team from there so i don't know exactly what i would be doing after that but you know i have some general ideas but who knows hmm, hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of Facebook, is Ryan going to be at the um, RW
1: DevCon? Ryan will be there. He is talking about 3D Touch. Um well, so yeah. We'll see him next week.
2: So, this is also the unofficial Ray Winterlick or RW DevCon. Wait a second. Well,
0: Hang on. It's next it is week. It's next
2: week. It's a week yeah. tomorrow,
0: is oh our fun goodness. day,
2: Tammy.
1: And a week Friday yeah. is the day I, one.
0: I'm- I need to pay more attention. It's like March 2nd. My goodness. I just looked at the calendar today for the first time in about a month. Are you using
1: your Ray Wenderlich official calendar?
0: I okay. have it up, but I've don't. I I've been really, really uh, trying to use my electronic uh, calendar. I went and I got fantastical oh, wow. not too yeah, long ago. Yeah. Yes, and I have to say it is the only calendar that has allowed me to move into a digital world like prior to that i would never touch a digital calendar Mm. but with fantastical i'm like all in
2: yeah aaron's a big fan of that one too you talk we've talked about it on our show before so what do you like about it
0: i like that it's easy to use it's right there but it's also not in my face
2: oh it's it's the one that sits in the menu right
0: yeah, it sits up at the the top bar, and you can anchor it too because there are times when I'll need to to do extra stuff in it, but I'll also need to have other windows open. So if I anchor it, I can keep it open and continue to look at my other windows. You know, but I've tried a bunch of other different calendars, and I've always been like, I can't. I just I need to be able to write it with a pencil on a piece <laughs> of paper in order to have it work. Really, but but Renee Ritchie from Imore. Because I had asked him one time, I said, well, what can I use for a calendar? I'm, I really need something because my husband's getting on me for you know losing my calendar and whatnot and not being able to share but, it. He's like, oh, you got to try Fantastical. I think that's what he was using at the time. I don't know if he's still using it. But I switched over and haven't looked back since. And, yeah, granted, I've not looked at my calendar, but <laughs> things come up and say, hey, you need to do this in hey, like a half March hour, 2nd, so make ma'am. sure you're yeah, there. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Doctor Seuss Day, right? Read Across America. I know that because it oh, came really? up. Oh,
2: cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I've been using electronic calendars for forever. It seems like well, I think I had a, I had a Newton back in the day, right? So that's when I sort of got into the because yeah, I, I'm like I ha- I always had a piece of paper with with a hundred things that I had to do on it, and I would sort of cross them off the list, and I would carry them over to the next month, and and uh, so I, I needed a, a device that would sort of go, Hey, you need to deal with this or snooze this and. And so I've been doing that ever since, uh, like, the 90s, but uh, I've always, always used the calendar. When I was using what was it, Entourage, we used to use on the Mac, I, had a, I used to use a calendar there, but but I still use the Apple calendar. I'm not, I haven't really moved away from anything else. Now at work, I've got, you know, that other type of Exchange server thing, stuff going on, but still using the Mac calendar for that. Hmm.
0: Well, you have to try Fantastical because it is, ha, huh,
2: fantastic. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, it's, I don't know if you, well, you know that I've moved on to a new job and, and the challenge for me is, well, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Like, like literally I cannot take my work computers home because they just don't work because it's such a, like a, a, you know, firewall network and they have remote access services and stuff like that. And like, I'm supposed to be working on something right now, but I can't because I'm, I'm at home. Right. Um, which is good because, like, that's the first time in ten or eleven years that I've not always had. You know, I can ha- I could hang up this call and turn around and do more work, right? So, which is it's nice. It's nice to be able to leave that behind and and just sort of have that. And so my work and my life are separated finally after all these years, right? So I'm not so so so. And my point in saying that was that anything I install on my Mac at home, I kind of sort of have to install on my Mac at work, so so that I can keep everything together, right? So. But uh, are you there?
0: <laughs> Is this thing? On? Is, this Is this a show? Is this the show?
2: I think I'm in shock.
0: I just I, I i sat here for just a second and I wondered what it would be like to not be attached to work.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, well, it's 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 kind of funny, like. Um I, I can't do I mean i i i basically went through the whole you know last eleven years running my own company and the company's still there and it's I'm still billing people for stuff and I'm still doing work under it, but not nearly not a hundred percent of the time of my time or my energy is being put into where's the next order coming from what have I got to invoice this week you know what code am I doing today that I'm not getting paid for that kind of stuff right um and there was always a lot of that right and uh and not being able to just sort of at night just chill and watch tv for a bit you know um i still have a few things that i'm obligated to do but not like it was it wasn't like every single day like we had your president's day is was our family day i think the first monday in february or something like that it was the first time i've had a statutory holiday in like 12 years you know so it was just really strange thinking on the sunday that i I had actually working on the videos for ray and um I wasn't going to get the work done on Sunday night. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I have to go to, you know, I'm not going to get this done. What am I going to tell Ray? And then I realized I've got a whole other day to go.
1: <laughs> I'm looking to forward to that. that. I, I was working that day, but I got paid time and a half, which I've never gotten before. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah. Working on yeah. a
2: holiday? This is
1: great. So um, I'm looking forward to having a day off, paid day off.
2: All of a sudden, there's money in my bank account, too, which is another cool thing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like just regular. It just It just shows up. It's like, wow, you know. <laughs>
0: Ooh, and, well, I mean,
2: I still have, you know, yeah, because I mean, like for forever, I'm just waiting for people to pay me, waiting for people to, and, you know, boring moving money from here to there to pay the mortgage and buy groceries and, you know, buy a new computer or whatever. I was always sort of, you know, dipping my hand in some, some other pocket to get to figure things out. What I was going at, what I was saying initially was, I think I realized after going back to work for the last month is that. I I was a reluctant independent developer, right? Um, I much prefer the the security and stability of having a job and not having to worry about benefits, not having to worry about where my paycheck's coming from and stuff like that, right? And. It's been a str. It was that was really stressful for me in the last you know ten or so years, and you know I did do some uh, entrepreneurial coaching, which kind of got me settled down and and got me to relax about you know not having work to do and you know not taking on every job that came along because it was it was a job right, and and being a little bit more selective about what work I, I would take on. But that said, now that I'm back into the sort of work a day world, I realize I'm giving up a lot of the freedoms that we all enjoy as independent developers and stuff like that, or independent contractors. But I'm much happier not See, worrying about money and, and time off and stuff.
0: I'm still leery about that whole uh, independent contractor, independent developer label because I, yeah. really, I don't really fit that. I don't know what I fit. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to work well, that out. Well,
2: you're always doing a thousand things at a time, right? So.
0: Well, I always said that I've I've made a career out of having you know probably undiagnosed attention deficit disorder, <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least a serious lack of focus. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I think well, I think I think that you know I'll tell you something. The technology we deal with today it, it totally fosters that kind of that kind of behavior and and problem for people. I mean, I like part of my coaching was to learn not to look at my email and, and to turn off the devices and focus on what i'm doing like right now i just before we start recording here i put all my devices on do not disturb right so that that, so that i won't get distracted by what's happening on twitter or whatever because i'm focused
0: three hours later you were ready because you have like a thousand devices
2: (laughs) But, you know, it's like, but, but, uh, and so, so, and again, like it's the same thing with, with the work thing. You know, when I'm at at the office, I'm being paid to be paying attention to them, not paying attention to what's happening on Twitter or Slack or what have you, right? So.
0: Do you want to talk about devices? I see that you've got the. Thing up here about Apple is reportedly launching the nine point seven inch iPad Pro in March. That is
2: true. I did put that up there, and, and what what this is a bit of kind of a follow up, and it's kind of a new announcement. And and the reason I put it up there, well, hopefully that Aaron, well, Aaron wasn't going to be here, but we've been speculating about the pencil on other devices other than the the iPad Pro, right? And so they're calling this, a, or, or I guess it's um, and Gadget is calling this a nine point seven inch iPad Pro. Because the picture is clearly, you know, an iPad size device and the person's holding a pencil in their hand, right? So what do you think about that?
0: I think I just finally got to use my iPad Pro that I bought last mm-hmm. year for the first time for real because I um, I didn't want to use it until I got a case. And then I finally just got my, I got a gumdrop case, which is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I love it. You got, you can put it, it's got a spot for your pencil. Um. So, I can't really comment on them releasing a whole other iPad. That would kind of aggravate me because I just started using my other one.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like for people like Aaron and, and um, Jaime, they were both talking, I think they were both talking about, have- or Greg, were you talking about, I forget when you were on the show two weeks ago, I guess? Mm-hmm. I don't were think I was talking, talking about, about this stuff. No.
1: I think it's interesting the way they're segmenting things, right? Like when they had 13 inch MacBook Pros and 15 inch MacBook Pros and they had 13 inch MacBooks and 15 inch MacBooks and then the MacBook Airs came in and it was like, that's, usual, that's Apple's usual thing, right? The smaller devices are the, for normal people, one, and the yeah, Pro yeah. devices are the big ones. And so they said iPad Pro is the super giant tablet, is yeah. the Pro model, and then there's the Air in the middle, and the Mini, which is still not quite like underpowered or anything like that, mm-hmm. and that's still a normal model. But now they're sort of pushing the Pro to seemingly Encompass 2. They're like, okay, the giant one and the big one are Pro, and what does that leave? The Mini as the normal people one?
2: Yeah, and you don't, you don't see this be, as being well. Mind you, they've always had the iPad 2, and then they had the the higher iPads, mm-hmm. right? But you don't see this as as supplanting the the, the standard nine inch. This is nine point seven inch, but supplanting that size of device and just become and they'll get rid of that other that other line and just move on to the pro, pro pro versions you think they'll charge more money for this i guess is what i'm asking right
1: i could see them upping the price by say fifty dollars and then saying Only let's just 50? say fifty dollars and then saying if you want the pencil for it then get the pencil but if you don't want the pencil then it's just a regular ipad with all this other cool stuff so it's a little bit more expensive yeah but then because yeah. the pencil is like a hundred dollars right
0: it was 99 last year
1: right It seems like a little too much to have a 9.7-inch Pro and a 9.7-inch regular model. Like, I can see for the MacBooks again, they're going 12-inch MacBook, maybe the Airs will be dead, and then they'll have a 15-inch Pro. And I can kind of see that, like, I don't know, it seems like they don't like having two laptops that are the same size that are sort of of different class right because then people are like should i get the 13 inch air or the 13 inch pro or the 13 inch they still have the non-retina pro 13 inch and it's like too much choice i think they like having the big one is for pros the little one is for normal people and so with ipads you know i have
0: to be honest with you i liked it back in the day where you just walked into an apple store and you'd say give me an ipod and there was only yeah. one. Or give me a give me a MacBook, and you know, or a laptop, or whatever terminology yeah. you would use. Boom, you got one. Or give me a desktop. Boom, there's yeah. your iMac. Because now, like my mother-in-law will call me, and she says, "There's 15 different computers here f- for me to choose. I don't know which yeah. one to get." Right. And I'm like, well, okay, there's only not – there's not 15. <laughs> what are you talking about? But, like, she gets very confused because there are so many different choices. Now, choices are good, right? But too many choices, it's not that, so That's good.
1: why I'm hoping they don't duplicate this. And there's not two kinds of 9.7-inch iPads. And they're just going to try to pull the iPad up market and say the big the, – our two big iPads, those are the Pro models – You can get them with or without the pencil, though, and you can get them with or without the keyboard. But yes, they're going to be $50, $100, whatever, more expensive than the Airs were. But they're going to pull them up, and then the Mini will kind of take in the low end. Because, I don't know, everyone's always talking about how tablet sales are down and whatever. But I think Apple is saying, you know what, these are going to start replacing... Laptops, so we can make them more expensive they don 't need to be three hundred dollars four hundred dollars anymore. We can actually sell them for six, seven eight hundred nine hundred dollars instead and have mm-hmm. them be laptop replacements rather than just like super large phones
2: yeah well so i mean in the middle of the end, we talked about it on our show here um, many times before that there 's just too many choices with the ipad i mean when they when they had the iPad two and the iPad mini was out and then they had the iPad three and then then the Airs came out, and then they had... So they had, like, a gazillion devices. And the iPad 2 that lived for how long, right? For, yeah, I mean, is it, don't, <laughs> they, don't they still long. sell it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the Mini, the, the the original Mini was actually an iPad 2, right? Yes. Which is a smaller form factor. Yeah. But So uh, well, how I see this playing out is is they'll have a Mini, right? And they'll have an iPad of some type, probably the iPad Air 2, um, as sort of, will will sort of slide down, and then this, this new iPad Pro... Will slide into the into the middle between the iPad, the big iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. This is the wrong name for it. it. Would have to be called something different. But uh, the iPad Pro Mini, I don't know. <laughs> but, but you know, and like you say, and with the fast enough processor, because clearly the the you know the iPad Air two is the only one that can do multitasking besides the iPad Pro now, and yeah. and to support the pencil, clearly there has to be a faster chip. Um, you know better. I think I think we talked about that with uh, and Caroline. Car- Caroline talked about that on her video series, or at least on the Ray Like podcast, mm-hmm. about the fact that there's more uh, feedback coming from the pencil, and you need to have a faster processor to deal with the extra extra ones and zeros that are being flying, thrown back at it. Right? Yeah. Um, that, and, and it's interesting. We've also talked about, we joked about, like, why would they have 16 gig devices? And, and um, I ran across two instances of why why the 16 gig devices do have a meaning. And, and one of them is that I was talking to a tire recycler uh, about building an app or working on his app for him and he was telling me that they, they give the, the iPads to the truckers who who bring the tires to the, re, the recycling center so they clearly don't want to give them a 128 gig iPad right so they have the small ones and then at, at the office that where I work now we have a bunch of devices just for testing and they're all the, they're all the bottom of the line you know they're like they're 6 pluses and 6s and stuff like that but they're all the 16 gig model which sounds ridiculous at first right you know, because all we're doing is testing. We're not only using them for... They're not our personal devices, right? Yeah, I mean, I still...
0: Yeah, that's all my test. I still work. just
1: use my... I have an iPad mini Retina, and I use it as a reader. Kindle app, the iBooks app. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Sometimes I check my email on it and things like that, or like yeah. on Slack once in a while, but it's just a reader. So that's really good enough for me. I'm not like you two who are doing actual work on mm-hmm. the iPad, because, I mean, I write mm-hmm. code. I need my computer to do that. Maybe someday it'll happen, but I like having an actual keyboard And a screen and my 13 inch retina macbook pro is not like oh my god this is like you know 50 pounds i have to lug around that's like super light i take it everywhere it's fine
2: well i can tell you that i mean i know tammy doesn't really do she works at home but i mean uh, you know lugging the ipad pro back and forth to work it's like i can't pull it on on this on the streetcar comfortably because i'm always on a packed (laughs) streetcar right well I, i have done it a few times right but um, you know,
0: makes a great teleprompter just as a side. Yeah. <laughs> it,
2: it practically is as big as a laptop. I've, I've handed it to a few people at the office, and they're kind of like, "Oh my god, that thing's huge!" Yeah. Right? So yeah. it it is large, and and you know, so when I do want to go to a real website and stuff like that, I can. It's really nice to be able to do that. So, but it it is awkward to sort of lug around. But as but I and I've used it to you know share artwork with other. Uh, co- like i took it over to the guy who designs the you know, the wireframes and showed him you know a couple of things on the ipad pro mm. designs and stuff like that and so for that point of view it's it is like a, a like practical sketchbook yeah um I, li- I do like the size but it is awfully big i mean like yeah i'm the keyboard that apple's come out with it, i'm not really impressed with it but um you if you added a keyboard to this it t- totally could be a laptop replacement like far and away above the other smaller ipads right yeah yeah i mean
1: 9.7 inch ipad going pro and pulling the ipad line upscale i mean thumbs up for that i think
2: well and, and, it, and this is the thing we're speculating on the show about the pencil and and devices that are going to support it you know aaron was saying for sure he would dump his mini which he just bought for an ipad pro, an ipad mini that had a pencil support right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: see and i think that surface would be way too small to draw on
2: yeah, to draw on, but like for handwriting and stuff like that, which is where which a lot of people are using this stuff for now, to note-taking and things like that, right? Yeah.
0: See, i just talking to my phone, <laughs> and now let Siri take the notes sure, for yeah. me. Yeah, she spells better than no, I do. That's true, that's true. Like way better. She can understand mm. your southern accent? Oh, I'm going <laughs> to She's
2: you. not got a southern <laughs> accent.
0: Okay, speaking of... She's got okay. an army
2: brat accent. I'll oh, say it.
0: I do. But there's one thing that bothers me. Like there are certain things that you can't get Siri to do. And if they are doable, I wish someone would tell me, for example, like if I say there's, you know, punctuation that I can't get it to type out Mm -hmm. or it just puts the punctuation in rather than it spelling out exclamation. Why don't you say
2: I wish I. you, you can't just say exclamation point and have her type that in?
0: No, it puts an exclamation point. Oh,
2: you wanted to spell exclamation point,
0: right? Or the period, or something like that. She puts in the punctuation, and I have been looking all over the interwebs for some way around that, and I haven't been able to find it.
2: I, I do. I know what dictation software there was a way of doing it, and I wonder. I, I do vaguely remember something about about um, correcting Stevie, and say, when you're when you're typing or when you're dictating to her, you can you can correct her, and and she'll change it.
0: Crazy, driving me nuts. Anyway. Mm.
2: Enough about Siri. All right, so, what's, so what else can we talk about? I have a little bit of follow-up. I'm a little disappointed. Oh, i got quite a, a beefy follow-up. Yeah, that's true. I'm a little Go
1: disappointed ahead. Dr. Rubin isn't here. But two episodes ago, I think that was when I talked about the end of Moore's Law, an article yes. from Ars yes. Technica. And then last week, Mark talked about uh, how people have been predicting that for a long time, and mm-hmm. people designing transistors transistors are very smart, and there are high K dielectric materials, and so on. And of course, then I came across an article on my feed with the Semiconductor Engineering, semiengineering.com dot com website, which I'm sure everybody subscribes to, uh-huh. and they had an article there about how DRAM is going down to the ten tens of nanometers. I think it's currently at about twenty in the twenties, and it's going wow. down to ten of na- tens of nanometers, and. DRAM is very simple. It's just a transistor and a capacitor. And so when they shrink them down and they put them really close together, they're running into a lot of trouble. And so this article was about a paper that came out from Samsung. So it's not the paper itself, which makes it much more readable. So if you're even a little bit interested in this kind of thing, then you can read the article and see what kind of tricks Samsung is doing to shrink our DRAM down. And they do mention some high K dielectric materials, which is why I wanted to ask Mark about it and how they're not quite ready for prime time. And they've done other things like uh, change the arrangement from straight rows to like a honeycomb arrangement. And so some interesting stuff in there. So I would check it out if that kind of thing appeals to you.
2: So for the people driving in their cars, DRAM is memory, right? It is the memory
1: that is very high capacity. Like when you have a 4 gigabyte stick of RAM in your computer, an 8 gigabyte or a 16 gig stick, those are DRAM, yes, because they're very small. Again, it's just a single transistor and a single capacitor, so it can really pack them in. But then they have other, you know, there's trade-offs, of course. There's other kind of memory that's much bigger and uses more power, but it has other trade-offs.
2: But DRAM is the so, one... So, like, a flash drive is not the same thing. DRAM is meant to be faster accessed, right? Um, I think it's mainly meant to be
1: packed in. You can get very high capacity in a small space with DRAM, again, because it's very small. Um, uh-huh. Something like... But DRAM has to be refreshed. If you remember from the old days, Tim, you built PCs and stuff, didn't you? I've mm, taken them oh apart, gosh. Max don't, yeah, do you remember, yeah.
0: don't make me go back Tammy, to you remember days. You remember when you had to buy RAM,
1: <laughs> uh, RAM like a stick of RAM yeah, and it yeah. had a oh, speed, yeah, yeah. it was like, oh this is 130, the refresh rate, or it's uh, 20 nanosecond, yeah. re- or whatever yeah, uh, So that...
0: Oh my goodness, you're making me you feel that? old. That I used to talking? do this too. Anyway,
1: <laughs> DRAM will last, I don't know, like 30 milliseconds or something like that. You put a bit in there, 30 milliseconds later, it's gone. It's leaked. The, the leakage is taken away, it's gone, right? So you have to refresh it every 30 milliseconds, 20 milliseconds, whatever the RAM is rated at. That's the downside of DRAM. You have to keep refreshing the damn thing to keep your data in there. And 30, that's, that's, that's like many, many times a second. You got to refresh the thing, right? <laughs> So other kinds of RAM, like SRAM, for example, that's what they use for cache memory, I think, on on, on DAI. Uh, SRAM is like, I don't know, seven transistors or something like that, but it doesn't need to be refreshed. So it's much larger. That's like almost 10 times, right? Six, seven, eight times larger. So you'll get six, seven, eight times less capacity, but you don't have to refresh it. And it has other, you know, so there's other trade-offs. Um, so anyway, that's the big deal about DRAM. That's the one that we use for RAM in our computers. When you shut the power off, it all goes away. So it's that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So do I do iOS devices have RAM in them now as well?
1: That's the mm. 512 or 1 gigabyte these days that they have in terms of RAM. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. But I thought that was shared out of the out of the total capacity of the of the storage. I guess not, eh?
1: No, they the RAM is cuz it's a system on a chip and they put the RAM right on the I think it's like a uh, oh, two, the same, it's like same a two-level die. Right? They kind of make two levels on it. They got some secret mm-hmm. process. Not secret. They have some special way to do it compared to, like, your Intel CPU. Uh, but I think the RAM is technically right on the thing. And the flash mm-hmm. memory, like your 64 gigs of um, disk space, is kind of is a different thing.
2: So, But they don't dictate that it's 64 gig plus 2 or whatever?
1: I don't think they... No. You know, Apple, they never tell you the the RAM specs. They just say... Yeah. I don't even, they don't say anything. You have to wait for... I fixed. So it what, what is the working
2: memory in an, iP- an iPad? Is 2 gig. What is it in an iPad Pro? Is it is it kicked up to 4 gig or something? Do you know? I thought it was 2.
1: I don't know. You have one. You the, should know. I don't know what I the know. specs on are. I now. know I should. I thought it was 2, though, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm just curious, because back in the day when we first started in iOS 1 or iPhone OS or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. we had, um, I think we only really had 128k or 128, <laughs> 128 meg. Right, 128k 100... was the Mac, Yeah, time, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm mixing that up with my other Macs, too, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. um, yeah, the grandson was over here playing with the old computers the other day, but I um, had to find him some floppy disks. So if anybody has any five and a quarter inch floppies, send them my way. I do. Cause... Do you want high density or...
0: You well, do I, not. No, I swear.
2: I, I do. Do you have any Apple?
0: The only ones I have have like Leisure Suit Larry on them. <laughs>
1: you know what I had to find? Because I bought a really old uh, Amiga 1200 on eBay and I needed three and a half inch... Floppy disks, or I oh, guess yeah. they are floppy. I lots of those. But I need lots of the those. double density, not the high density ones, like the 720K. The get yourself 820K, a soldering 820K, yeah.
0: iron and burn the corner. No, but
1: the actual way the the magnetic disc is made between high density and the double is different. So if you put a high density disc in a double density drive in these old Amiga drives, they don't they don't like them.
2: Oh, so I can't use the the double sided dry discs in the old Apple II computer that my grandson's trying to resurrect?
1: It depends. Commodore was notoriously cheap about their parts, and they used the really bargain basement stuff. So apparently, I've heard that high density discs don't work. No, right
0: no, no, well. not cheap. Frugal. Frugal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love Commodore. I'm a Commodore fan, but yes, they were not always good about the parts. So Tim, your Apple mate your uh, Apple might be okay. But anyway, I have lots of five and a quarter discs as well because I still have a Commodore oh, 64.
2: So, no. so. Uh, we'll talk cool. afterwards. Neat, yeah. We're trying to find. Um, I, have a, I have a bunch of books on Pascal, but I think I need to get. I can't remember if you need to. I you probably do need to have a DOS or DOS operating system for a, Apple DOS or whatever to be able to write. Did, to you, just Did you just DOS? say DOS? I was going to say that. <laughs> you
0: call it DOS. Okay, I thought it was just me. DOS. Wait, yeah, what?
2: DOS. This is like disc a disc operating system. DOS, is where not, I was going with that? Yeah.
0: You are so lucky I can't find a way to smack you through Skype, because if I could...
1: <laughs> I have another similar I... related follow-up to that one, again, for the computer
2: so you know, nerds. You know, I don't know if you listen to it. Do you listen to our show, Tammy?
0: Sometimes. Uh, I I don't even know if I'm coming... Listen, I just figured out it was March 2nd a couple of yeah. minutes ago. Well, so. I was just going to
2: say, because because the, the pronunciation of the word Java has come up a number of times since, uh, since you were on the show. Did I do it right that time? Java.
1: Java. 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 I have another bit of follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> sort of related to the first Wait,
0: it's G- sorry it's j-a-v-a yeah i know right. that's
2: what i said java how do you hear
0: it not the way you say it <laughs>
1: Tammy, what that. is the exaggerated impression you would do of tim saying
2: that word
0: say it again java tim? Java, java is what you think he's saying right okay. java. Well, it's
2: like a like people say toronto we all say toronto
0: no you don't. don't say
2: toronto
1: Tim is excited oh, a little bit. I say Toronto. Like T-O-R-O-N-O.
0: You say it normally. Toronto.
2: Like Toronto movie. Oh, Toronto.
0: You just make up words. <laughs> make your plans now to come to Nashville, Tennessee and attend the best tech conference being held this year. Indie DevStock isn't just about learning the latest Apple frameworks or how to program in Swift. Indie DevStock is about making connections. Our speakers will share their stories, experiences, and ideas with you. Through their words, you'll gain a better understanding of the challenges indies face and, more importantly, how to overcome them. It doesn't matter if you're currently a successful indie developer, just starting out, or trying to decide if going indie is right for you. We're all in this together. In addition to the inspiration talks, you'll also have an opportunity to attend hands-on tech talks to help level up your skills. During this two-day event, not only will you get to experience Southern hospitality at its finest, but you'll also get to hear some of the best live music around while enjoying all Nashville has to offer. For more information and to buy your ticket, go to www.indiedevstock.com. We hope to see you there. All right, great. I have were another little
1: say? piece of <laughs> sort of related <laughs> to the first one. There's another article from Ars Technica talking about. Uh, using biological motors. So the article is called NP Complete Problem Solved with Biological Motors."
2: Wait, is this the more than just code podcast? This is way
1: more than just code. NP Complete Problems for the nerds or the non-nerds are the very difficult problems where there's currently no way to solve them except by brute force. You have to try every combination. The example they use here is called the subset sum problem. So if I give you a list of 10 numbers, let's say, and I say, can you find a combination that adds up to 10? And, you, and I said, can you come up with an algorithm to do that? You would say, well, I don't know. You would just try them all, right? You'd have a 1 and a 2 and a 7, and that adds up to 10. You'd say, great, I found one. I'm like, are there any more? You're like, I've got a 1 and a 2 and a 5 and then a 9. Oh, no, that's more than 10. That doesn't work. So there's no efficient algorithm to calculate these things. You just have to do brute force, try every possible combination, and then solve the problem. So there's this class of very difficult problems like this. And...
0: That's how I do my all. Exactly, my
1: math. you just have to. You, I try you this just number. Keep them I try all, that right? number. <laughs> but the, the thing about <laughs> exactly. the thing about some of these NP-complete or these hard problems is that they're easy to check, right? If I say I found one and two and seven, and that adds, adds up to ten, if I ask you to check that, you can check that trivially, right? That's easy to do, and you say yes, you found one. But the, but you can't find them that easily. If I just give you the big bag of numbers and say, find the ones in here that add up to ten, that's much more difficult. So anyway we have uh, those problems are very hard to do with our computers they say maybe quantum computers will help and these people have designed a biological system where they wire together the proteins and it kind of reminds me of Plinko, like on Prices Right. They wire together these set of tubes oh, and they like roll the ball down and it goes all the <laughs> way to the end and it solves the problem. And so they've managed to do this and they've solved an NP-complete problem using biology and proteins, which is really interesting. An interesting way to handle oh, these things. Yeah. They say the downside, though, is that... This When they wired this thing together, however they did it, uh, that's all it can do. So it kind of reminds you of computers, like way back in the earliest computers, right? They would build a computer to do one particular calculation. They would wire it up and say, all right, push the button, all the vacuum tubes would light up. And they'd say, here's our answer. It's like, great. Now we need to add the other set of numbers. And they'd have to rewire the entire computer, right, to do another set yeah, of calculations. Yeah. And then eventually we got, you know, stored program computers and toggle switches and punch cards and whatever in programming languages eventually, right? So yeah. it seems a bit like that. They've wired together these proteins to do one particular thing. So maybe down the line, this will be what computers will be like uh, much further in the future this isn't coming up next year or anything like that but it's uh
0: interesting you know it's only a matter of time before they take over I can't wait right all this time i've been worried about zombies mm. i really should have been worried about artificial intelligence.
1: exactly everyone always says um you know the robots taking over or something like that but no i think it's going to be these biological computers actually so uh again another interesting article for the computer science nerds who uh want to solve these kinds of problems
2: so I have, Tammy and I have two questions for you, Greg. One is, what is Plinko?
0: <laughs> no, you I know, know what I, Plinko oh, is. do you really?
2: Did you never watch The yeah, Price is you, Right? And- no, yeah, so. Yeah, come on. I mean, down. Yeah, I, I, I mean, back in the day when I wasn't working for a living and stuff, but. Yeah.
0: You don't remember when they would climb up that to the, the top? That was the best. That was my favorite. The thing, and they dropped a little ball down and go boop, boop. The boop, boop, sound it made? And like you know? it, would, it would go boop, 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 right? Because it would never go in. <laughs> <laughs> These sound effects are free, <laughs> by the
2: way. Are
1: they
0: royalty free? Feel we free can to use pick them, them up. <laughs> <and> <laughs> absolutely. <All right. laughs> absolutely. Boop,
2: I boop. Can't believe you asked that. All right.
1: What's the other question, Tim?
2: Well, that was, was, yeah, we're both related to The Price is Right, and the next question is, like, when do you ever get to watch The Price is Right? But then I forgot, when. Do you, so when do you watch The Price is Right?
1: I don't. Like, when I was a kid, I used to watch it. Oh, That's I mean. think, okay. Do okay, they okay, even, okay. I don't even, is that even on I the air? I just remember or?
2: the big wheel that they used to spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hugh Hugh, Car- Hugh... Drew Carey?
1: Drew Carey is now the host. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the same I, without the old guy, but uh, anyway.
2: Bob Barker. I haven't watched <laughs> forget it. forget this.
0: That's Don't how forget come all to spay and my...
2: neuter your pets.
0: That's right. Mm. I was just going to say, that's why all of my pets are spayed or neutered. I had
1: no idea what that meant when I was a kid back in the 80s watching it. I'm like, what does that really? mean? Spay and neuter your pet? What the <laughs> hell is this guy talking Anyway, whatever.
2: <laughs> well, I just showing your age because I knew what it was by then, for sure.
1: Yeah, I was a kid. What can I say? And I didn't have pets. You I didn't were have pets innocent. Either, so what do I know? So
0: How can you grow up with no pets? Wait, now we have to stop <laughs> because... I know this is not a tech thing, but, like, how do you grow up with no pets?
1: Well, uh, that is a usual uh, Korean household thing. My parents are from Korea. And really? Pets are, pets are food. They're not food. Let's not get into that. Uh, oh, I think Tim. that might be, oh that might be borderline racist if you're going to keep going down that line. But, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, pets are, you know, outdoor animals are okay. Like, if yeah, you live on yeah. a farm or something like that. But you know dogs are not for indoors to be in the house with people that's just that's just not done
0: i got chickens in my kitchen right now
1: well that's food <laughs> <I> right <do.
2: laughs>
0: no they're little tiny peeps they can't be outside they're brooding right yeah. now oh,
2: they're, they're breeding, they under the heat lamps or whatever
0: under heat lamp, yeah. yeah. No, anyway, it's funny. It's funny because we, uh,
2: my dad was also Asian, and and uh, and we had the same. He had the same sort of problem with having animals in the house. We had a cat growing up, but but yeah, not not no animals in the house. It was really freaked him out. Yeah, yeah. everybody, like my
1: sister and my cousins, and everybody, I
2: think now has
1: pets. Now that we are all grown ups and have our yeah. own houses, I don't have a pet here. But you know, I think I just gonna say, I you think pets are pet, fine. Though, right? I don't have a problem with that. There's just way too much work for me because I'm just you know.
2: A little bit lazy and a little bit... Uh,
0: you just setting yeah. around on all these different podcasts have, and headed off to yeah. Facebook. And yep. it's so bringing right. us back to
2: the code, <laughs> it was an interesting thing you mentioned about, which reminded me of Margaret Hamilton, who was the lady who programmed the uh, lunar software for the Apollo missions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a couple of things. One is, is I was telling somebody about this today, actually, that, that when they programmed the lunar uh, computer they didn't have a storage mechanism. So they literally would make the connections in the software with hard wire. Like they would actually wire wire them in to position and to, you know, to set the ones and zeros up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's where the term hard wiring comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Because it couldn't be changed. And... But the interesting story about that, though, is she was writing the software and she went to her manager or whoever was in charge and said, you know, there's this one particular thing where if the astronauts, you know, throw this particular switch in the middle of the mission, the computer will go down, it'll cause a huge problem. and or sort of something to that effect and she was told listen you know these are astronauts these are highly paid professional people they they don't do anything that mission control doesn't tell them to do They're, they, they there's no need for this kind of thing she was trying to you know write a i don't know bug report or whatever or a, a known issue kind of report for people so they would know not to do this thing right and so needless to say during one of the missions one of the astronauts said hmm i wonder what this switch does and flipped the switch Don't you think that's fascinating? Are you there? (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, That's funny. (sighs) Are you there, Santa Claus? It's me, Margaret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about when you were talking about NASA and the computer technology. I was just thinking that, you know, back in the 60s, we went to the moon. We don't do that anymore why why don't we go to the we moon we have too, anymore? too many I mean, safety
2: standards now they couldn't get the rocket off the ground if they if they had if they if they wanted to fly people to the moon the way they did back then they couldn't do it
0: allegedly might <laughs> people to the if moon. you
2: believe we <laughs> even
1: went to the moon i'll say that
0: <laughs> allegedly oh, went to the moon. tim that story
1: reminded me of uh there's a story called a story about magic about a switch that people flipped and to do things have you heard of this thing no, no, go I, ahead and tell us I'm not going to tell the story. I'll post it in. You Come can on, read this, this is itself. more than
2: just code. You it's it's, it's an story. actual
1: story, so you have to read it. It's, a sh- it's short, but it just reminded me of that because it's about a magic switch that, um, you know, there's this, there, they have this old computer. I'll just tell the basics. There's a switch in front and it says magic and the other position says more magic and it's set to more magic. Right, Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they flip it to magic, and then the computer crashes. (laughs) So they flip it back, they restart the computer, and it's okay again. And they're like, that's weird. But they look behind it, and the switch has one wire coming out of it. And of course, switches need two wires because that's the whole point of a switch, right? right? And like, the switch only has one wire; it doesn't do anything. So what the hell? And they're like, oh, it must have been a fluke. And so I think they flip the switch again to magic instead of more magic, and the computer yeah. crashes again. And so they're like, Well, you know. So anyway, the story is about how they investigated and. There is a ending to the story, which I won't spoil. So you should read that story. I'll post it into the notes. But your story about the astronauts and the switch kind of reminded me of that.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to post this story about Margaret Margaret Hamilton into the post- podcast notes as well. So for the people driving in their cars.
1: Yes, check out the story about magic too. It is a it is a funny one.
2: I had a couple follow up items, and they had to do with well, obviously the jailbreak phone that we we're all debating on. But I was listening to Rocket, and apparently they said that 17, at least 17 phones have been. Um, Apple has has assisted law enforcement and or the FBI with in the past, right? So mm. it's just
0: oh, you're killing what? me. You're really going to talk about that?
2: Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, did they give a little to. bit of
1: background, Tim, about like what kind of cases they were? What were the conditions? How far back does this go in terms of time? This
2: follows up on what Tim, Tim Cook was talking about, the, the link that Aaron put up last week, right, or talked about. I did actually get a chance to watch it, and it was kind of like, he was a little dumbfounded as to why the FBI is taking this public now. They're obviously making it public for, they're, it's like they can't get Apple to do what they want, so they've gone to public with the story sort of thing. Was the impression I got from from what he'd said?
1: Hmm, okay,
2: yeah, and it's just that it's interesting. I'm not sure what the source was or or h- how Christina Warren or Rocket, you know, got the the information about the 17th phones. I was just curious about it. I, I know Aaron was following the story, which is why I put it in the notes. But but clearly we can't go there.
0: No, you can go there.
2: All right. You well,
0: can uh, go there. L- 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 I'll behave. Well, no, I, promise. I mean, so so Maybe.
2: so. I, you know, we've all talked about on the show, which you don't listen to, obviously, but about how we're all opposed <laughs> to the, the FBI burn. or the Apple. Apple.
0: I know. Now it's like right to my heart, dude.
2: <laughs> but how Apple? Uh, we don't think Apple should should uh, make an exception for this one particular case because because then once once you open Pandora's box, it's hard to get you know the evils back in there again. But um, what is your opinion on this whole FBI versus Apple case, Tammy?
0: In my best Jack Nicholson impression, why can't we all just get along?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I mean, you opening up the door for things that you don't even want to right, know. Right. right? Because it's just it's a it's an invasion of privacy. And I get the whole well, you know, if I'm not doing anything then I don't have anything to be worried about. But who's to say what you're not doing? isn't going to be reclassified as something to be worried that's about. That's true. And that's what worries that's me.
2: Yeah, you, you, It ends up being, I mean, that's how, how, you know, I hate to say it, but that's how, you know, the whole World War Two thing started up and yeah, c- c- civilizations crumble when you do things like that.
0: I, I support Apple in the fact that I, I don't think, I think our data is our data and whatever that data is, You know, there's some there's some accountability that needs to go along with your data and you have to understand that every time you trade a false sense of security. And I really want to be clear about that false sense of security because you know, working in in a network environment and I understand that computers and life are totally different. You can't really compare apples and oranges here, but people used to say to me when I was a network administrator way back when hey, how do I make my computer secure? And I would be honest with them. I would say the way that you make your server secure, secure your computer secure, is you put it in a locked room and then you turn it off and then you unplug it and then it's secure, maybe. (laughs) And that's kind of the way that I feel about data. Like, yeah, just because you put something and it's encrypted, it's secure, but it doesn't mean that it is secure. And now that you've got people saying, hey, like, let's break that security and let's put a backdoor in that just makes it even that much easier for your semi-secure data to be unsecured and i just i don't i don't believe in that i mean you cannot trade a false sense of security for any type of freedom because the moment you do that bad things happen and then more bad things happen because it it continues to be a trade-off because the less secure you are the less free you are and it's just it gets really complicated i mean again back to my jack nicholson quote i just think people need to get along mind their own darn business and just stop being jerks to each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i mean come mm-hmm. on it's a, it's a big planet we can all get along
2: <laughs> yeah I, I what i was reading something in the washington post about um this whole thing and and i was Interested to see a quote by Edward Snowden saying Arguing that you have you don't care about your right to privacy because you have nothing to hide is no different than saying you you don't care about free speech because you have nothing to
0: say. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And then um so yeah, there was a, a, a Apple Insider story posted the other day about yesterday actually, in fact, about Apple has um, leased an old Pepsi plant in the for the Project Titan. Do you know what Project Titan is? Something to do with a car, I believe. Yeah, that's interesting. Apple, or Jaime's famous 16-gig car. (laughs) He's not going to get the base model, come on. (laughs) I wonder if the connection
1: to Pepsi is, I don't know, it's it's funny. Thinking of like John Scully and Pepsi, and now they're taking over Pepsi plants. It's kind of, I don't know, as soon as I saw Pepsi bottling plant, I'm like, oh, I wonder if John Scully is involved in that.
2: It's uh, serendipity, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
1: bottling plants are large tracks of land, and you know, with lots of entrance for trucks. And Apple can squirrel away their car in a test track or something like that in there. So, yeah, cool. All
2: right. So, as I tried to say off the top of the show here, um, next week is RW DevCon. Much to Tammy's surprise, um, <laughs> who
1: is attending
2: and speaking. <laughs> I should add. Three <laughs> and the, three of, and the yeah. three of us will be. Atten- I'll be attending as an attendee. And you guys have been slaving away over a hot over hot coals, getting ready for your speeches and. You want to give us uh, some insight on what you're going to be talking about and what you're excited about and stuff like that there?
0: Ladies first, Greg. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) How? Wow. Ladies should be more polite than that. I was staying quiet. I was going to let you go first.
0: (laughs) See, he's never going to talk to me again now. You better cut that out, Tim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, What was the question again?
2: What are you going to be (laughs) doing at RW DevCon? Why are you going? What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. I will be speaking in the
1: intermediate track on the first day, thankfully. I was originally on the second day, and I managed to switch spots and finagle my way into the first day. I'm Mm going to be... The title of my talk is Programming in a Swift Rather Than an Objective-C Style. So I've taken Mm -hmm. some old Objective-C code that I found lying around done sort of a straight conversion to Swift, and that's going to be the starting point of the talk, and then I'll talk a little bit about optionals and initializers and, um, I don't know, for loops and things like that, and turning the code. That works perfectly fine, but turning it into more of a Swift style and using taking advantage of things that Swift has to offer. So that's the idea behind my talk. So it's meant for not quite beginners, but people who already know Swift, so I'm not going yeah. to go over the basics or anything like that. And just to hopefully show some little tricks that you may not know about, and like, oh, I didn't know you could do that with a protocol, or I didn't yeah, know so that, 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 that pattern matching worked that way too. So that's what I hope people will get out of
2: it. So are you going to talk about a little bit more about sort of what Aaron likes to call the idiomatic Swift sort of stuff, or because like, I mean, like, let, let me let me as as a as a passive observer of of the Ray Linux site and mm-hmm. code that I see there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and having edited the book for you guys. I kind of notice there's a, a different style in the way that people are putting together code now, yeah. in uh, it, as we were doing in Objective C before. Like you know, I notice that like a lot of times when you guys declare uh, outlets and and uh, things like that or properties, you you always start them off with private, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you drag them over from Interface Builder, Apple doesn't bother making them private, right. you know? Yeah. Um, things like that, and then the other the other idea, which which I'm fascinated about, and I kind of want to sort of hear more about. and I'm sure listeners would too. Is that a lot of times when you want to you have a class and you want to add some new functionality to it, like maybe you're implementing a protocol or something, you guys always start off with uh, by creating an extension at the bottom of the class. Can you sort of give us a rundown of why that would be done?
1: Yeah, I always like that style, even in the even in Objective C, just because it helps to separate out code so it's like here's the class here's the part that does the table view data source here's the part that is the table view delegate and here's this other delegate and so on and it's just a nice grouping because of course it doesn't enforce it it's not like i'm going to declare an extension for tape for you know navigation controller delegate and if you put other stuff in there it's not going to complain it's more just for yourself just to keep them split up and then it just makes it easy to find so i like that part of it and it's not like there's a performance penalty. Like, oh, you declared it in an extension. Now, you know, it's going to compile that separately and put it over here. It's like, no, it's all going to link together in the same way in the end. So it's not like it's a performance issue. It's more just for humans, just to organize So, it. so
2: it's just, it's, it's exactly the sort of same sort of type of thing as we would do with extensions in Objective-C, for instance, what you're saying, right? So yes. it's just a different way of, of grouping and organizing your code. Yeah,
1: that's what I like about it. It keeps it separate. And of course, for tutorials, when you're giving step-by-step instructions, if you do it the I don't know how to say it, classic way. You have mm-hmm. to say, go to the class definition, find the comma-separated list of protocols, and add this one to the list, then go inside the method bot or in the class body yeah. and add these yeah. methods. And then who knows where they're going to add them. They're going to add them willy-nilly, just and it's just going to be a big mess. So instead, you yeah. say, scroll to the bottom of the file, outside the final closing brace, add yeah. an extension, declare it, add the methods, and you do it all in one shot. So for tutorials, and of course for a tutorial website that's why that's part of the style guide it just makes uh, writing instructions and following instructions so much more easier and as a side benefit as a side benefit though i think that is a good style to do to kind of date and i do that day-to-day um even when i'm not working on tutorials
2: yeah i know it's it's a good it's a good thing like i like i can tell you as as a um someone who had to learn uh coding from you know from raywinler.com and, and other sites like that um it can get a bit messy like when when things are all over the place and i, and I do like to organize things because when i go back to it you know six months from now i may not remember what i did or and then you, then you have to hunt and peck for things you know and that's really annoying mm-hmm. but uh when you can separate it out and that's one of the reasons why i like the pragma marks and stuff like that yeah, where yeah. you can put comments in your in your or headings in and so there makes the jump bar find them easier yep. and that kind of stuff yep. right so yeah
1: so that's i'll be talking about i'm looking forward to it and again since i'm on the first day i'll have the rest of the day and the second day to just relax and attend everybody else's talk. I won't be running around and doing as much stuff this year, so I'm looking That's forward true. to actually attending and enjoying more of the talks and yeah, I think a lot of the new people are coming. Last year was the first time I had met pretty much like everybody on the team who showed up. I had met Ray mm-hmm. and Vicky and Brian and just a handful of people in person before. And then last year, RWDevCon, it's like all of a sudden you meet 40 people who you've been, you know, emailing and talking on Slack with. And so it was just a lot of fun. So I think a lot of the same people are coming, but we have a, another, I forget, handful, 10 people or so who I've never met before. Me, personally. Right. And so I'm looking forward right. to that. You, uh, you and Tammy, I've seen you guys way too much. So um, <laughs> I'll just ignore you two next week because, you know, I got to hang out with the new people.
0: I am so going to be your shadow now, just because.
2: Going to be taking selfies with you all week. Yeah. That's
0: it. I'm going to follow you around like a little puppy dog. I'm just going
1: to bomb all of my selfies this year, maybe.
0: I now have a new goal.
2: <laughs> so speaking of which, uh, Tammy, what are you talking about?
0: I'm going to be doing a talk on beginning TVOS development, which is kind of fun, um, and I can't wait to do it. I am not so... Um, Good with schedules. I don't even know if I'm the first day or the second I you're day. <laughs> the second day
2: in the morning, Tammy.
0: Thank you're you, welcome. Greg. See, I can count on you. I was going to
2: say, I think I updated the app this morning. Did it? Has it been? Has the new schedule been uploaded to the app? Uh, that should upload right away, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, t- sorry, Tammy. You're after
1: lunch. Uh, you're on the second day at March 12th at 1:45 p.m.
0: See, who needs Fantastical when you have Greg here? Uh, put, <laughs> put
1: your earphone up to Fantastical and hit the button. Oh, no. Does it have, like, voice? Does it have dictation?
0: Ooh, I no, don't think okay. it does. If it does, I don't All know right. about it. Usually I just sit here and, and plug it right, in right, manually right. by right, hand. Mind. But it, it is in my calendar because I need it to tell me that I need to be ready. Otherwise, I'll be just walking around following you okay. like a puppy dog.
1: So you are actually second last because you're in the afternoon on the second day. So you're, you're going to be, like, the second last time slot. Of the conference, that's actually yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Sorry, go on about uh, what you were going to talk about. TVOS.
0: Well, just just uh, the basics of TVOS. We were planning on building a really fantastical, huh, no pun intended, app. For the uh, Apple TV, and I don't want to give away too much information, but we've got a special surprise Ooh, with that app. So it, it is, yeah, it, it's a beginner course. So, um, you know, I'm expecting that there's going to be a lot of beginners. You don't have to... You don't have to know too much about Swift to enjoy it. Uh, Obviously, some knowledge is good, and you certainly don't have to know anything about tvOS or Apple TV to to enjoy it. Um, The first half is going to be a little refresher for people who have already been doing iOS development. But the second half, we start bringing in all sorts of Apple TV stuff. So I'm very excited about it. I love the Apple TV. As an aside, I'm working on a project for the Apple TV, so this was kind of cool for me.
2: So we have some non-team um, members speaking this year, or just for the nice... inspiration talks. Yeah, Jamie Newberry yeah. and uh, Jeremy Olsen,
1: Ken Yarm. All I think all almost all the inspiration talks are by sort of non-team members. James Dempsey, uh, Janie I think is still on the team, and Chesser is of course still on the team. But yeah, we've got a handful of non-non team members doing those talks. So, do we want to wrap it up? I guess so, eh? I had one quick thing that we skipped over, which was the Swift port to Android. So there was oh, a. Oh,
2: yes, no, yes, you must talk about that. There
1: was, I don't have much to say, there's just one to point everyone to it. There was a pull request on the Swift repository maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, and it is from um, Zhou Zhang and uh, Brian Gisiak of Quick and Nimble and other Swift fame, Swift testing fame. And it's a pull request to get Swift the whole toolchain and all of that kind of thing, Swift to compile on for an Android target, which is kind of exciting. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Um, that yeah, is exciting. Yeah, so it's really helping, I think, for cross-platform stuff, because it's tricky. I know... I think I've said this before, but way back when OS X was on PowerPC and Apple all along, I think, had that secret project where they were building OS X and Darwin for Intel. Or sorry, building for right. building for Intel, building Darwin for Intel was no secret. So I think everybody was like, well, if they've built Darwin, then I'm sure they've built all of OS X. But um, so they had that kind of in their back pockets if IBM and Motorola, Motorola failed them someday. But I think I heard one of the engineers at Apple saying that that was actually good because writing cross-platform code just makes for, Good code better all code, around yeah. because you're not yeah. like relying, and especially Intel PowerPC is so risk versus cisk and the byte ordering is different, it's just so different. And if you build the code to be sort of generic, that generic, then it's just the quality is, I think, much better. So with Swift, they of course built it for Linux already, but oh. um, now going to a completely non Apple mobile platform and being able to run on Android, I think is pretty cool. And so this pull request is still in progress. It has not been merged yet because there's uh-huh. still some test failures. I think last I heard, some things weren't, um, some of the tests weren't passing on Android. Or sorry, the changes they made caused tests on like iOS or on OS 10 or whatever to fail. And so they're still working through it. But it's great to see that so early. You know, it's again it was open sourced in December. So December, January, February, and here we are, beginning of March, and it's moved to Android. So aside from being a server language and an iOS language and a tvOS language and so on, maybe we'll be able to build our Android apps with Swift, which is exciting.
2: Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot of hybrid solutions out there that need to go away.
1: Yeah, of course, that's not going to bring iOS or, you know, the uh, UI kit over to Android. This is just the programming language. So you'll get Swift, the language, and you'll get some of the foundation framework, like the arrays and strings and that kind of thing. But that's it. You're not going to write UI kit and have it run on Android, mm-hmm. just in case mm-hmm. the folks in their cars were thinking that's what we would get.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have to build your UI like an animal. Yep. XML files for the win. Well, maybe that TVML will work on there. (laughs) So, yeah, so let's go around the table this week and see if anybody has any picks. And Greg, do you have a pick? Oh, you're starting with me. I do have a pick, which I have to find now. Oh, Um, do you want me to start with Tammy, who probably doesn't have a pick? No, I've got
1: one here.
0: I don't have a pick. I could look for a I, I have one. a pick.
1: I'll put it down here. It All is right, a sorry. blog post on leakywellington.com from a gentleman called Alex Andrews, who's also a fellow Torontonian. So There's a shout out. And the, the post is called Creating an Xcode Project with a Built-in Playground. So Playgrounds, of course, are great because they let you try out try out simple code and just see what it's going to do right away without having to build a... In the old days you would have to make an app, you'd put all a bunch of code in the app delegate and just run it and see what happens and whatever. So it wasn't that great. Playgrounds are nice for that. And I test out a lot of things with playgrounds like how is this conversion going to work? Can I use as here? Is it going to is the type going to find? Is it going to find the right type? Is this array going to work or whatever, you know? Do I have the right filter syntax, map syntax, and so on. But The thing that was missing for Playgrounds was, like, I have an entire app, and I just want to pull out one class, and I wish Uh I could just have that one class in my Playground. So before, in the really old days, you would just copy and paste the entire class definition into a Playground, and at the bottom, you would just put your code to test it out. And that was fine. But then if you have classes that depend on other classes, you ended up pasting in, like, you know, thousands of lines and then having your stuff at the end of it. And then eventually Playgrounds got a little bit better and you could have uh, sort of helper code for your Playgrounds. But this blog post from Alex talks about how to make a Xcode project and then put a Playground into your project. And then with the import statement, he's using testable import, you can import your app's module into your Playground. And then you have a Playground with, you know, it's empty, pretty much, that you can just start playing around with the classes and structs and everything that you have in your app. So it's just huh. a really cool, almost like having a REPL for your app. Of course, your app isn't running, but you can play around with the classes and everything like that and then play around with them in the playground and then that'll help you out with your debugging or your development or whatever. So it's a really Great. cool way to get playgrounds really integrated into your projects. So he's got a it's a little bit tricky to set it up. So he's just got a step it's just a step by step post on how to do this in your own projects. So I would highly recommend it if you're you know developing apps ios or os 10 or watch or tv or whatever and you're using swift and you want to try things out in the playground then check out this blog post
2: any questions tammy
1: was that enough time tammy for you to find a for you to find a pick
0: <laughs> i have a pick i do have a pick i don't know if it's on a loud pick but it's my pick there are no the rules same. here okay perfect my pick is league of legends by riot okay Games. there are rules here Let's cut this. <laughs> well, no, for two reasons. One, because my my kids play it a lot, and they were showing me how it how it works and. It, it's, it actually looks like a really cool game. I mean, the, the artwork, you know, me being an artist, that's kind of one of the things I look at first. Yeah. So the artwork is really interesting and intriguing to me. The, uh, the gameplay is really interesting and intriguing to me. Now, I don't have a lot of time for games, so I personally cannot play it. But if my kids get satisfaction from it, that's good enough for me. But the reason it's my pick, and I hope that this is okay, is that... They're doing a lot of growing over at Riot Games, and they've got a huge, huge, huge amount of job openings. I mean, anything from, you know, uh, marketing people to technical people to writing jobs to game development, game design. So if you're looking to hook up with what I believe is an awesome company, check out the Riot Games website and see if there's something there that you might find of interest i mean they've got offices like in the in the u.s i think there's some in china i think there's some in australia i mean they're just all over the place um if you're not looking for something to do and you're looking for something to play (laughs) it looks like a really really cool game so that's my pick
2: well yeah no i've heard i've heard of that a few few friends have mentioned that they play uh, league of legends with their kids and stuff like that too yeah is it is it have you played it at all timmy
0: No, but I got the rundown just first thing this morning about, you know, how you can do this and this is your thing. And I kept saying, well, what is that big giant blue thing around you? And he kept telling me, my son, uh, my older son, Travis, he kept telling me what it was. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What does it do? I said, that looks very much like World of Warcraft. And I swear to goodness, he he almost turned around and took my head off. He's like, it is not World of Warcraft. It's League of Legends. (laughs) I'm
2: like, okay, okay. Completely different.
0: Yeah, and it is, once he showed me the gameplay, you know, because it looks very much like World of Warcraft as far as the art and whatnot, yeah. but the gameplay is is very different, completely different. So definitely so check it it's out. it's an
2: iOS game or a Mac game? Or?
0: No, it's, um, he, he was playing it on his Mac. I don't know if they have an iOS version. I think it's just a desktop game, but it is, you can play it on a Mac because he's doing it.
2: And it's one of those, like, you know, I guess it's like you play with a bunch of other people and online and all that kind of stuff as well, or...
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, you know, role multi, playing yeah, games that you multi, can do. Multiverse, yeah. Whatever. PVP.net. I mean, there's like this whole big mm-hmm. thing. I was going to
1: say, it's like you are fighting against other people. Is it like that? Or is it you fighting, you're playing the game cooperatively cooperatively with other people?
0: It's a cooperative okay. game and there's two teams and, and I think sometimes the teams are somewhat random and the way that the way that I understood it, and I might be wrong because I'm really just learning all about it now, is it's kind of like tower defense, but you get to be more involved. So you've got like two different teams and you're each trying to protect your own towers and there's different – and he had all these different names he was telling me about, like runners and junglers and like – I mean it's really involved. I am I'm, I'm actually really impressed with all this gaming stuff that's going on. I'm going to um what is it? Uh CS:GO championship in Ohio in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. which is going to be new for me. But like, I mean this is like a big thing. Like I remember watching NASCAR and seeing Earnhardt run around the track and like this big whole thing where there were sports announcers and now they're doing this for online games. So I am blown mm-hmm. away. Interesting. But that's my pick. I can bring it down a notch. That's, that's my okay. pick. League of Legends from Riot Games.
2: <laughs> How about you, Tim? Do you have a pick? So my pick is something that I... I last, last year when we were looking at the Apple watches, you know, they, I think they came out the day we were on our way to NS North, which again is happening in, in Toronto this year. And I saw a, um, a musical instrument actually at the Apple store called a jam stick. And it basically is sort of a electronic version of a guitar, and it interfaces with your your Mac or your um, iPad. Here, I've got it connected to my iPad Pro, and basically, I can play piano now. Oh, come on. So I can play piano, or I can switch the instrument up, and I can play guitar. So, you know, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when I go to RWDevCon, I Can't bring my guitar with me, so this is just another way of doing it, and so Tammy and I can jam together.
0: You're going to bring your uke,
2: right? Uh, I'm going to bring this thing. Oh. So it's this. This is I'm playing this in GarageBand. So Tim, does it actually make sound, or you have
1: to uh, you have
2: to have a computer with you? Yeah, it's it's silent. It's basically uh, the original version worked by wireless, but this one works by Bluetooth. Mm, That's still wireless, Tim. Wi-Fi, sorry, Greg. It works <laughs> by Wi-Fi. You're playing Aaron today, are you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, and so I can do all kinds of kind, of kind of cool stuff, and and so it interfaces with all the MIDI MIDI stuff within. It's MIDI basically as uh-huh. well, right? Yeah. It has a cool keyboard, the or fingerboard. The fingerboard's actually you can see it in the in daylight. It's using infrared to see where my fingers are, and then there's like actual guitar type strings, so it's very very similar to strumming or playing a guitar. Mm. It's not a guitar replacement for anybody who's thinking it may be something they could grab to learn how to play guitar. It, it's as a as someone who's played guitar for a good long time, let's say, um, it's not exactly the same thing. But but yeah, it's quite cool. So you know you can play like different things. Like like here is a bit of saxophone for you. Oh come on. You know so that's my bad Star Wars. <laughs> That's a saxophone? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's, it's, a, it's MIDI, right? And then I can also do, uh, where are you saying, ukulele? I can play bass on it. You know, banjo. Oh, I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of them are really good, and some of them are like, that's yeah. a what? A
1: stringed instruments, I think, are usually pretty good. Yeah. Stuff with strings, that probably makes... So, Tim, can you not do the sound? Just what does this thing sound like if there were a power out? Can you just play that?
2: Oh, without, without, yeah. uh... I can yeah,
1: kind of yeah. hear what it sounds I'm just curious what it sounds like without well, it's just, a computer.
2: It, it makes it makes no noise whatsoever. It's just... That's still noise, Tim. <laughs> 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 That's what I am just curious what it sounds like, like that. saying, like it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, it's uh, you can see it when I want to bring it to. It's got a, a bridge pickup. Yeah. And it's got the, it's the strings. It's basically like a foot long. It fits in my in my suitcase. is what the thing is. What's cool about it? It's actually smaller than my ukulele. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm just
1: saying, so, like, if you have an electric guitar and it's not plugged in, like, it still sounds like something, but not
2: like. Yeah. A, but but this is yeah. this is like it. This it always worse sounds the same. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't doesn't sound anything like a guitar. And I'm finding okay. that I oh I should turn the volume back up again. You know, so you can play different kind of voices, but it. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool little practice gizmo that, you know, can travel with you. Fits in your bag, you know.
1: Cool. No, you posted something about it and I looked at the pictures already and no, it looks pretty I didn't know it was that small though.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. It's like well it's let's put it's it's almost a little bit bigger than my iPad Pro, not much. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pick. Cool. So it's it's you know it's an iOS app, it's a Mac app, it's works with GarageBand, you know? And all my other music apps that I have on here. Cool. Rock and roll. That's it. Episode 81. In the bag. Did I not say 81 this, at the beginning of the
1: show? I think you think said 81 this. at the
2: beginning.
0: You did not. Oh, you may have no, just I said welcome to...
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you didn't. Welcome to the More Than Just Code I
0: podcast. Could be wrong. Yes,
2: I did. So we could we could lie and say this was the mission, missing episode 76 or whatever it was. 74. Uh, there were
1: something. so many references to previous episodes, that's not going to work. <laughs> you're, not, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs>
2: uh, Sorry, Greg, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where would they look?
1: They should go on Twitter. I am Greg Heo on the Twitter machine. Did anybody mail you any letters last time you... Oh, that's a good point. Nobody emailed me. So bad (sighs) listeners. All right, I'm going to change my mind. You should email me. I am at greg at gregheo.com and send me
2: a handwritten letter. Scan it and send me the PDF, please. And Tammy, if people want to find you under your rock, how would they do that?
0: They can find me on Twitter at paradox nine two seven. Just tap on the rock. I'll kind of poke my head out, say hey, and then I'll probably go back under. Oh hey, so, Tammy, right why don't you give
1: you? a quick plug about your new podcast as well? Since we're talking about you and and your new website and
2: stuff, yeah.
0: Oh goodness, see, I'm so not good at the whole you know plugging myself thing but thank you um, so I launched a new podcast just today as a matter of fact March 2nd because now I know the date uh, the name of the podcast is Invisible Red you can find us at dot com. it's just basically me being different than I am normally um, and I'm with my, my friend Angela and it's just a, a podcast about friendship and life and you know trying to find your divine connection uh, so that's new I'm also restructuring my business, Just Write Code, and you can find out information on that at Just Write Code. Dot net. so that's that's a whole new thing. Uh, the direction of the company is going more towards a production company. So if you're looking to, yeah, if you're looking to um, hook up with other creative people, maybe you have a book idea, or you need some editing on your own podcast, or video work, or voiceover work, or you know, you're looking for artwork, mm-hmm. or. Basically, we produce things, so come over and check us out at JustWriteCode.net. Cool. So those are the new things I've got going on. Thanks for letting me no plug problem,
2: that. No problem. No problem. All right, and I'm Timitra. I am T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine, and uh, that's the best place to find me these days. Um, and that's about it. I guess we'll just say goodbye for till next week. Goodbye. Bye. Did you say goodbye, Tammy?
0: I didn't. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And you just listened to the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. There you can find a summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the items that we talk about on the show as well as links to the apps on the App Store. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment on the website. And if you can, please write a review on iTunes. If you're listening on Overcast, go ahead and press the recommend button. It really helps others find out about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter. Once again, the podcast's Twitter account is at mtjc underscore podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can pledge any amount on patreon.com slash mtjc. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. drink and oh. i couldn't talk
2: <laughs> bye okay
0: bye cool.
2: okay let's turn off the recording devices are you sure there might be some good stuff <laughs> <You> might...
0: <laughs> i'm always recording <laughs>
2: all right we'll leave it running then well okay yeah.
1: i think we yeah. should have taken over the pot you know the, the guests outnumber the hosts so i was hoping tammy you and i would I stage a revolution or something like that we should have next time next time totally we can take over the yeah. after show no all right all right <laughs> uh, tim are you ready to enter the chaotic studio i have a series of five questions for you <laughs> <laughs> okay sure
0: <laughs> what color is your underwear no i'm just kidding this is pg mm-hmm, right <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the crossover
0: tammy are you driving So really i'm talking in the afternoon are you yes, driving I'm driving actually you know who's yeah angela and i are going to oh, drive awesome. together she's coming awesome. by oh, cool. the way yeah you you'll all angela get to meet when you were with
1: last year that was like andrea right That
0: was Andrea, so she's unable to come. But it's good because Angela can come, and she's the one who's doing the indie dev stock Mm -hmm. with me. So she gets to meet everybody and see what the tech conferences Mm -hmm. are all about. Um, I told her, you got to be my people barrier. You know, stand three feet in front of me and do a body check every now and again if you need to. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, when you said, I forget, you said on Slack or somewhere that you were traveling somewhere next week with the whole family or next month with the whole family. You said something. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Tammy's whole family is coming up to Virginia.
0: No, that's that CSGO oh, that's the Ohio competition thing. Okay, thing.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's, that should be really interesting. I don't know anything about CSGO except point your gun and shoot things. What? Which I'm really good at. So, <laughs> You know CSGO, right?
1: Me no Counter Strike, right? Yeah, I yeah. Counter Strike. See, oh, Greg knows. CSGO, yeah. yeah, is that a that's a game thing, right? It's a game thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Which is it? Um, Global Offensive. Yeah, had, but it's
0: like a. I had million... to look it
1: up. Global Offensive is what it is. I knew it was Counter Strike something, but I forget right. which one it was.
0: But it's like a million dollar purse. Yeah, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, games have gone. Ma- I mean, it was like in Asia, right? Like in Korea, those kids who play- I shouldn't say kids, the people who play like Starcraft and they make millions, and they're like sport, they're like sports. You know, like the way we look at like football players or whatever, right? But over there, it's like, oh my God, he's like the StarCraft champion and he won so much money and he's like famous and all that. But it's interesting that's coming here almost. I don't know. Are they famous? Do you know who is the top CSGO player right now, Tammy? Do you know who it is?
0: Well, I only can tell you the the names that my kids are always following and talking about. I don't know if they're the top. I know that they're going okay. to be at this championship, but there's like the FaZe Clan or something. Is I'm going to sound like I'm so old because I'm like, oh, yeah, my mom. <laughs> no,
1: the, <laughs> no, it's like, wow, your the, mom knows the about the you thing. Know, that's awesome. That's what it's like.
0: Yeah, but I barely know. But it's like FaZe and Cloud9 and a bunch of other ones and he, he was funny because he's like oh can we get these tickets and i said well you know let me just check budgeting and scheduling and whatnot and mm-hmm. see if we can do it and he was so funny he says don't do it yet they're playing a championship game of some sort or a qualifying game right now and i only want to go if cloud nine makes it so then like about a half hour later or whatever he runs out of his room he's like okay get the That's tickets not a particularly <laughs> I'm like i guess they won tough he's like yeah sounding
1: name cloud nine <laughs>
0: Don't you think? I, know, I feel like right? it should be
1: like, you know, Ultimate yeah. Chaos 9 or something like that. Uh, Cloud 9? I don't know. <laughs> That's not so...
0: Well, I guess this whole this whole uh, Phase thing, it's spelled F-A-Z-E, they've got like YouTube channels and they all live in a house together and they have different clans that are in Phase. I really, I must sound like such an idiot to people who know who Phase is, but they they're really into this whole... CSGO championship hmm. stuff so i'm excited i get they get to teach yeah. me something and i get to learn cool. something
1: cool and you're driving up there too
0: yeah no. you get on you get on one airplane, airplane when and you I... think
1: oh tammy's gonna fly over right now no you're back to driving huh
0: no yeah if i can get there in under eight hours i'm is gonna Ohio drive
1: closer that, I think... fr- it's further than virginia isn't it
0: I think so. I think it's only about six hours. Where Virginia is about
1: eight. I got go, I have no idea what anything. Oh, it's, uh, Ohio. Oh, because you're in. Okay, right. Okay. So
2: is that is that your limit
1: in yeah. terms of how far you'll
2: drive? Cause
0: yeah, I think it's like a day's drive, right? About a day's eight and drive, a
2: half. you'll do that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Although I, my kids keep asking me if we're going to fly to New Jersey when we do our trips. I said, well, one, I don't ever want to go to New Jersey again. But I guess <laughs> if we do, then we'll probably drive, just because I'm so used to it. It's such an easy drive for me at this point. Right, don't yeah. you have to drive
1: through? Don't you have to drive through like D.C. and Philadelphia and New York to get there? Though not New York,
2: I guess. But no, it's all interstates, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's all a highway. The busy, you don't actually, you actually have to through go the
1: through the, the city. So you can go around them.
0: Okay. No, yeah, you just ride up okay. on the highway.
1: I remember when Brian, who's somewhere in Connecticut, was driving down to d c and he said, "Oh, you gotta go through you know New York City and you have to go through Philadelphia and you gotta go through Baltimore and then you're in Washington so he was I remember well, maybe that's that.
2: just, just from the rush rush kind of thing I, when I travel down in the states, I like to go along the you know the roads along the high the beaches and stuff like that and go through all the little little towns and stuff like that mm-hmm. if I can, but that takes a long time, right? I should drive more often,
1: but I just don't. Did you know that California doesn't have a? Okay, if you if you're from California and you have a California driving license and you come to Ontario, you can just exchange yeah. your license. But if I go to California, they don't do that. I actually have to take a written test and take a driving test. Really? Yeah. I'm like, shouldn't it be reciprocal so, if we allow them to come here and exchange their driver's license? That's
0: Canadians are more laid what back. What the and hell? Cool.
1: I'm like, oh my So I'm like, maybe I just won't do. I'm not going to do it. I'm, not, I'm just not going to get a
2: driver's license because I don't know if I can go through all of that.
0: When you're going out there? Uh,
2: hopefully, the end of the month. And you so, but are you are you? How are you going to get around? Are you going to live close to work and commute? And yeah, I'm just I'm not going to drive. I'm not like like how can you how can you live in the valley without a car? That's what I don't understand. Well,
1: if you live in San Francisco, you can get around without a car, so you can do it in
2: San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to live in San? Is that where you're going to be working? Or no,
1: I'll be down in uh, Facebook at uh, Menlo Park. But they have a train and they have shuttles that run, so you can get there without having a car. That's fine. And then yeah. if you're in the city, in like, I don't have a car now, and I'm fine. And it's a similar kind of thing over there, so, yeah. Cool. But, yeah, I have to, ugh, I don't know if I want to do a driving test and all that kind of thing. Where am I going to get a car to do my driving test, you know? Or a <laughs> I hope he's got high enough insurance. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Get an Uber car. So I
1: don't know. Yeah, I'll think about it. But I'm thinking, wow, that's just a lot of trouble. I don't think I'm gonna do. It. I don't. I don't know. Right now, I'm thinking I'm not gonna do it.
2: See, now here we were always talking about California when Mark's not here. So where is Menlo Park? It is in between San Francisco and Mark in San Jose. Oh, like right down that way. Yes. So it's in between Palo Alto. Oh, right by Palo Alto. Okay. Yeah, you'll see it on the map.
1: It's in between. Oh, it's almost Stanford. right in the middle, I think. Huh. Yeah, it's almost in the middle, so I can go down visit Mark all the time now. We can go for a burrito. I'll make a weekly, uh, monthly lunch date with him and go for burritos every month.
2: Well, you can order. You can order your Starbucks coffee before you get there too. <laughs> if you do app, that this you, week, you,
1: I get bonus stars. And, There's a and you, you, you can pay Starbucks. with Apple
2: Pay too, right? So,
1: uh, well, I use my Starbucks card on the on the phone right now, so I do that here.
0: Well, I for one am very excited for you. I think that's that's fantastic. I'm
1: really excited. You know, I part of me was like, "Hey, I work in technology. I should go work in Silicon Valley at least, one, at least once in my life." Is kind of what I thought. So, no, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely something that would be cool to do. Yeah, you know, I would want to do it if I was your age. Definitely for sure. You know, I'd... if I was your age, no, I mean, I well, there's a lot of, I mean, I would love to go work in California if people are listening to the show. But um, yeah, there are a lot of
0: reasons. No, wait, let's take a moment. Why would you love to work in California? Oh, I mean to
2: work for places like, you know, the big boys, Facebook or Apple or something like that, right?
0: See, am I just weird because I don't really want to do that? Well...
2: I mean, I didn't want to do don't it. Wait,
0: maybe this is a loaded I didn't question. want to do it for a long time
1: either, but I don't know. I've been, I worked at a company a long time ago. I did freelancing for a long time and uh-huh. I think I'm just like, oh, you know, looking to change it up. So that's part of it too. So, I mean, moving across the, con- the, the across the continent and working for a big company, I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to the, the change.
2: But you know what, if I can say this, Greg, and take it as the compliment it's meant to be, that you're a no brainer for those guys. Like, you know, they're like... There's no, if they, they should be, you know, knocking each other over to get to you. So thanks, Tim. Welcome.
0: I agree with him. Mm -hmm. Definitely.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's good for you and it's good for them. So
1: I'm looking forward to it. I mean, having, I mean, Tammy's going to be like, oh my God, this sounds like the worst thing ever, but having coworkers and working in an office, it's (laughs) stuff that (laughs) I did a little bit a long time ago, but I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm just like. I'm kind of excited about it. You know, they do well, have a very long, nice office. How long office, have you been? So, yeah. How long
2: have you been out of like before? Since you worked at a company or startup or whatever, it was maybe ten, it over
1: ten years. I think it was really? okay. Ninety-seven yeah, yeah. to two thousand two or two thousand three. Yeah, I've been having to work on my resume, and so I had to remember the dates. I'm like, when did I quit that job? Anyway, it was like two thousand two or two thousand three. So you've, been, been, you've been an
2: independent contractor ever since. Yeah, sort of thing. So it's been or, over really? ten years. Um,
1: so yeah, and plus at that, I mean that job was great because I learned so much on there, but. Uh, I think I've said this before. The the gap between me and the next oldest person was like I don't know, fifteen years or something like that.
2: Really? Yeah. Well,
1: so I didn't. I never worked with like people my age, and it's like, oh, let's hang out oh, they on were all older work. than you. Yeah, well, they okay, were all right. fifteen years older than me. So it was a very large gap. And as much as I liked the job, I definitely didn't get the the social part of it. Which again, maybe Tammy would be like, that hmm. sounds awesome. Nobody wanted to talk to you over there. <laughs> but um, I'm kind of looking forward to that here. Of course, now I'll be like fifteen older, fifteen years older than everybody there.